0: Welcome to Gina's podcast. I'm here with Mr. Victor Knudian. He is a reliability engineer at BD and he has his PhD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well I'm uh, like you mentioned right I'm a reliability engineer at uh, BD. Before BD I worked uh, at a company called Vue and I worked as a reliability engineer there. Before that I worked as a at a company called uh, Enovix, it's a startup battery company. And before that, I was a graduate student uh, at the University of Kentucky. And I came, I, I was there for about 10 years. And while I was there, I got my master's and my PhD. For that, I was in India and I got my bachelor's again in uh, mechanical engineering. So that's pretty much my professional background, yeah.
0: Thanks so much for sharing. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a certain time in your life in college that really made you align yourself closer to God. Can you please share what happened and how you um, became uh, such a strong believer and your faith grew stronger?
1: Naturally, in India, it was more like an inherited uh, religion or faith. Because my um, mom and dad, they, had a, they were Christians. They converted from Hinduism, right, to Christianity. And so they taught us about Christianity and, you know, to go to church, read the Bible, pray, all those things. So this religion wasn't uh, personal to me. It was more like a, a to-do thing, right? And then after I came to the U.S., and uh, I, I found myself uh, basically by myself. You know, trying like all this time I was sheltered and uh, protected by my fa- my family, telling me you know, helping me, providing for me, and all of that. Now I was all by myself, like having to make decisions for my own self. So anyway, I had to uh, think about think about God at that time, you know. And I and I went through a phase where I was uh, unemployed and having no. A sense of direction for my life and so I had to I started uh, going back to church not not because of compulsion but I just wanted to seek God and, and see what uh, he wants me to do for my life so I started going there and then when I was there I picked up a bible and uh, started reading the bible because I had a lot of time in my hand <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I it really uh, fascinated me the things that I was reading like I, I've always read the Bible. I think we, we may have uh, gone through the Bible like three or four times when I was in India with my parents, but I never really paid attention. But, uh, but then the Bible that I picked up and I started reading, I really like paid attention to what it was saying. And all the words that I was reading really uh, spoke to me and, and, and really helped me through what I was going through. And, uh, and I, I guess that's that's when I started uh, seeking God like passionately. And then I said, okay, if I have a family, I'm going to teach them about God, you know, and, and then, you know, you know, it it may take time for the kids, you know, to really absorb that just like, just like me, right. It took me 20, 23, 24 years before I can understand, uh, uh, you know, Christianity and what it means to me. So I think that one day they'll come to know it, but this is my, responsibility to teach them you know and to be a good leader for, for the family
0: thank you so much for sharing yeah that's incredible the things that the lord can do and show you that hey he's alive and he's real and he's here and he's within us all <laughs> so talking and speaking about family in particular what types of things do you do together as a family to get closer to god
1: oh one of the things that we do um, every day, uh, as, as much as possible, every day is uh, is read the Bible and then have a short prayer time. You know, this is something that um, we did as a family back in India. And you know, they, you know what they say, right? A family that pray, uh, prays together stays together. And wow. I think it's uh, it's very very important for family to pray together. You know, if there's anything that is going on between the husband and wife, or between the kids. You know, that's the best time. You know, to go go to the go to the Lord in prayer. You know, there there might be uh, things that you know you you know it will be hard to resolve on our own. So we can go to God and say, God, Holy Spirit of God, please help us. You know, with this problem. You know, we will also like prayer also softens. At least it softens my heart. You know, so, and, and God gives me the direction as far as what I should do, what I shouldn't do, and, uh, and also gives me a chance to pray for uh, someone other than myself. Say, so, okay, God bless, bless my wife, bless my children, you know, bless my parents, you know, bless those around me, and also helps me align with God's purpose, and which is to uh, share His love to others as well. You know, there are people who are living without knowing Him and they are heading to a place called hell you know because they don't know they don't have jesus in their hearts so it's a, it's a time for me to think about you know how i shared the gospel you know of jesus to to those people right and it really helps me align uh, my my will and my mind to god's purpose
0: yeah that's definitely a beautiful thing now you had mentioned that you serve the lord and what are some things or activities that you do to help to serve?
1: Well, to be honest, um, I'm not currently involved in any uh, type of service right now. Uh, mainly focusing on uh, the family and uh, the things that I need to do. But I, I have uh, signed up to, uh, for an evangelism class. Um, I'm hoping to uh, you know, learn more about how people are going out and sharing the gospel to people um, out there. Uh, it's very easy to share with people who are, you already know, but it's like very uncomfortable to go share with somebody you don't know, right? And those are the people who need to know, right? People who have never heard the gospel or they heard it in a very, uh, you know, th- th- distorted or twisted way, right? So you go out there and, you know, share the gospel to them. So yeah, I'm hoping that I can get more involved in that. Now, does
0: that uh, evangelism? What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, evangelism is just uh, going and sharing the good news of the gospel. You know, and the gospel is uh, pretty much that Jesus came down in the form of a man to take away our sins. Right? It's it was a uh, it, it was like a, sub- a substitution. Right? He said, okay, uh, we are sinners. We deserve to die. But Jesus took our sins upon himself as a substitution. He died for us on the cross so that we don't have to go to hell, but um, receive eternal life through his death. Right? And all those who believe in him will not perish, but have uh, eternal life. Right? So it's uh, sharing that good news to people that, hey, you and I have no chance of going to heaven. You know, but God made a way through Jesus, right? That by believing in him, we will not perish, but have eternal life, right? So how will, how will people hear if uh, nobody tells them, right? So we need people to tell them. So that's where evangelism comes into play. The people who go and share the gospel are called evangelists, right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So if I were to go out there preaching the gospel to strangers, and then I'd be considered an evangelist is that right
1: that's correct. yeah you will be an evangelist or an ambassador of carrying the good news because jesus uh, before he right before he was taken up to heaven he, he, said, he commanded his uh, disciples and he said go into all the world and uh, preach this good news of the gospel right and then and that they would they they be baptized in the name of the father son and the holy spirit right so and he wanted uh, wanted us to uh, show them all the commandments that Jesus left left uh, for us to follow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I have a question. So say people, you know, had an experience, you know, they had a a God's experience and they want to go ahead and share their story because they don't know much about the gospel or scripture or anything, but yet they want to share, Hey, this is what I noticed what God has done in my life. Would that be also considered evangelism?
1: Um, If you just talk with just sharing your story, then it won't be considered evangelism. But if you uh, use that story to point people to Jesus, then it would be considered uh, evangelism. So there's a couple of uh, uh, people, uh, groups of people. One is an evangelist where they purely share the gospel, right, to people, and they have different tools, uh, you know, at their disposal to share. it. And then there are people who are called uh, witnesses, right? For example, in a courtroom, right, you have a lawyer and then you also have witnesses, right? You can think of an like, evangelist like a lawyer because he knows the law, right? He knows all the ins and outs of the law so he can present his case by using the law. But then there are witnesses, right? They don't, know the, they don't really know the law, but they can just tell you what happened, right? With their life. So you, you are like a witness, right? You're like, you, you are the first-hand witness of what happened to you. And you can share what 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 uh, how God changed your life, and through that you can share the gospel. So yeah, to answer your question, you don't have to be an evangelist to share the gospel. But as long as you are able to uh, uh, share the gospel through your story, then you're still uh, you know doing what God has asked us to do.
0: Now yeah, thanks for clarifying that for me because I was a little confused. Like okay, would I be considered an evangelist if I just go out and share my story and what the Lord has done? to me but yeah you, you just totally corrected me so thank you for that and I wanted to also bring up something else so and then there's non-believers and then you try to tell them the story or mm-hmm. you know trying to mm-hmm. share the gospel with them what, what is their response to you?
1: Well sometimes um, you know they, they, they don't want to be bothered right and some, some people are really curious. Right? And I think that there's only like two groups of people, uh, you know, uh, you know, even according to the Bible, people who God already foreknew and the people who he never knew. There's only two kinds of people, right? And the people who God knew already before the creation of the world, when you go share the gospel with them, they receive it, you know, with joy. And then the gospel transforms their mind. But the people that God never knew When I say God never knew, you know, it's like they will never receive the gospel. It doesn't matter what you show them. You can perform a miraculous sign, right? It would would still not be sufficient. Jesus, even if Jesus were to appear to them in person, he would still not convince them, you know. (laughs) But the people who God already knew that he already predestined, you know, to be part of God's kingdom, they will receive the gospel, you know. But we don't know, right? As human beings, that that information is not revealed to us. So what 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 God has asked us to do is just go share, you know. So there there might be those people who will receive. There'll be people who won't receive, you know. But we just go there. And in the past, when I've gone to share the gospel, there are some there were some people who actually received it, and they like, okay, I'm gonna go check this out, right? Because God is already like working in their heart. I think actually even before I went and started talking to them and I believe the Holy Spirit who's who's the part of the Trinity is already working in their hearts. I think like just like your story too, right? It's like it's like you God has already started working in your heart. So when when at the right time came, when somebody shared something with you, it clicked, right? And then you are like, Okay, I'm gonna go, you know, go to church. Nobody like persuaded you, right? Or or force you to do anything
0: right and that's very interesting that you bring up because growing up I went to church you know when I was little but it was a Spanish-speaking church and I didn't know understand any words that they were saying I thought they were yelling at me so God was always implanted Jesus was always implanted in my head but yet I never followed him I wasn't reading the Bible I wasn't doing any of those things and so it wasn't anybody that actually told me like, hey, you need to do this or you need to do that. It was, I've already had it in me, I believe. It's just, I never followed, I never followed him until I was desperate, I guess. Now, do you mm-hmm. feel like people need to get to that, that point where they're just like, there's no hope? Do you feel like most people turn to God during those times?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are uh, several ways, right, that people uh, turn to God. Like in your case, you know, it's like a desperate situation or in, even in my case, right? I had, you know, gone uh, to different sources, various sources, you know, or, or, or places that, you know, that I would find answers to a direction for my life. And then that would be, a, 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 you know, sufficient to, for you to turn turn your attention to God. But there are some people who just like, you know, for example, like randomly pick up the Bible and then they are like, okay, this, I understand what God is trying to tell me, you know? And then they start following God, you know, but uh, it is impossible, you know, for people to just follow God without having somebody to actually tell them, you know, what the gospel is, right? What, it, what, is, what does it take, right? Um, it does say in the Bible too, you know, how will they uh, how will they believe if somebody doesn't tell them, right? Somebody doesn't preach to them, right? And it's very important for, even if you were to go to church, somebody has to explain to you what is Uh, the gospel means, you know, what is, what what is following Jesus means, you know, and things like that, you know, so, yeah.
0: Well, that's great because, yeah, I guess I, I I would say then my family is the one who (laughs) got me into Jesus because they always took me to church and if it wasn't for me praying and, you know, knowing about Jesus, then I guess I wouldn't be where I am right now because I felt like he was the only hope that I had during the times Mm -hmm. of despair, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's great. Thank you so much for clarifying evangelism because I, I was always confused, like, okay, what is an event an evan- I can't even say the word evangelist do? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. So is there anything else you want to share about Jesus or you know, what your experienced with with the incredible Christ in your life?
1: Um Yeah, I mean Jesus is the only way, you know, to go into heaven. And uh, I know I know it's a like a difficult pill to spa- swallow for people who follow uh, other religions, and uh, but this is the only way, you know, to go going to heaven. So, uh, yeah, you know, to in order to go to heaven, like the like the verse that says, right, the famous verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, right? God does not want any one of us to perish but he wants us to uh, have eternal life. And uh, all it takes is to, you know, put our faith and trust in Jesus and follow him, you know, and we'll be with him forever in heaven.
0: Amen to that, brother. Excuse me, husband. (laughs) Well, thanks, Victor. Uh, For those who are listening, where can they follow you?
1: (laughs) Oh, sorry, yeah. I don't really have a place where they can follow right now. Uh, yeah.
0: You don't have Facebook? <laughs>
1: um, I, I I don't have a, like a public place where they can follow. Yeah.
0: What do you mean public? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: like a place just for that. I mean, I, I, I am on Facebook, but I, I, I'm, I don't check it that often, you know, just once in a while. <laughs>
0: well, maybe perhaps you should start a nice Facebook group mm-hmm. about men's Christianity. And that way, if they are interested, they perhaps can That's talk right. to you because you're a great leader, yeah. you're a great mentor yeah. and you have passion. And I, I feel like many young men need to, need to be grown up as men. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of them are very fearful and emotional, probably because they don't have the Lord in their life. And so what better way to you know make an impact by helping these men get closer to God. And maybe you just need to be the messenger. Just a Mm -hmm. little. uh, (laughs) little...
1: uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, so uh, um, I was posting some videos on TikTok and Instagram. And I think that social media, since there are a lot of people scrolling through videos, you know, I think that's a good platform, you know, to share the gospel. And uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Kunarian. (laughs) for allowing me to do this and god bless you
1: thank you for having me
0: <laughs> see you love, you love you bye okay. bye bye